Yeah. Yeah, man. I woke up with a bunch of shit on my mind I'm breaking the curses through the verses for a stick and design The time's wilder than they ever been Vibing in the salt like a terrapin Laughing to aspire through the heavy ones The beast roll up They got no chances on advancing when my piece roll up We keep it cooking like rotisserie The mystery on how to navigate through it all We're stepping smarter than we bothered with the breaks in the fall So whether burning hot for summer or be mad in the cold I call a robber MC so we can stroll down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Rob the MC Cole, let's hit the rabbit hole Down the rabbit hole Welcome back, Biggity Back, we're back man I've been gone for a couple of days, if not weeks Taking some time off while all you lovebirds are posting cryptic messages on your social media Whether for the good or bad And um, I'm just eating my popcorn watching you guys uh, all the, the lonely ladies and, and the uh, side chicks and all the guys that are um, investing in their finest CVS chocolate candies. It's awesome to watch. CVS <laughs> <Yes>, chocolate candies. <laughs> Trust me, I used to, uh, people buy a lot of those. I got back on one of my favorite friends, one of the most brilliant people I know um, of Arab descent. <laughs> Is that proper to say? And they're right. Out of all the dumb Arabs I know, this guy really stands out. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, f- like no PC. I, my descent isn't ethnically Arab, but yeah, that works for me. No, I'm no, so break, I, was, I speak Arabic. It's that. So break yeah. it down to so just before we get into that conversation, because we know that's a rabbit hole by itself. Um, explain as an American, I don't. I'm trying to understand the difference between Arab is a person who is Arab, a person yeah. who is. I know Islam is a faith, but and and Muslim, so you have Islam, Muslim, and you have Arab. <laughs> How does that intersectionality work for, as a person from, from Syria yourself? How does that work? So Islam is a faith okay. entirely. Uh, Muslims are uh, against that faith. It is generally used as a blanket statement, uh, the same way Jewish is used, as opposed to how Christianity like drops off if you don't believe. Mm-hmm. If you're Jewish or Muslim, you just keep doing it. You're just like, good enough, you know? Mm. So that's what the difference is. Arab is an ethnicity. So mm. It's an ethnicity for a lot of people in uh, the Middle East. So what do you consider yourself? So my ancestors are an ethnically Arab, but because it's an, an Arab country, we I grew up speaking Arabic in the culture, all of that. Like it wasn't... I don't consider myself different at all in that in that regard. Mm, so as, uh, my my ancestors 150 years ago immigrated from the southern part of Russia. It was Russia then, but then they showed up, you know. Oh, really? So you're so, so so ethnically you're Russian, really? Well, well, not I'm ethnically Russian the same way indigenous Americans are ethnically American, you know. Mm, oh, damn! That's I'm, that's I'm a motherfucking. <laughs> oh God, damn! <laughs> I'm ethnically from a part that became Russia. They didn't let us hang. They let us back in. <laughs> okay. We had we went to Syria and we were like, this is better. And then shit hit the fan. We went back. We we're like, and we we're sorry. We're sorry we left when you guys killed us. That was our bad. Damn. So now, so so, now so the fans in Russia. So you're basically your ethnic uh, your ancestral people were being getting their ass kicked and they they fucking said let's go over here basically. Yeah, basically they went to like 
they immigrated to the worst parts of like the world as well. Like the uh, like the people who went to Syria mostly when they spread out, but mostly went to the Golan Heights, which was later invaded by uh, Israel. Mm. And then you've got people who went to Kosovo where uh, the genocide happened during the the nineties, right? Yeah, during the Balkan Wars, so they had to come back to, to Russia in the nineties. Damn, your ancestry just getting they they just it's just crazy, man. It's all it's twenty yeah. it's twenty twenty uh, everywhere uh, for them. Hundred and fifty years ago, my ancestors fled Russia, and then in the the late sixties. My grandparents had to flee the Golan Heights. Uh, grandma pregnant with my mom and her twin as well. Are you serious? And then, yeah, and then that's how they ended up in Damascus. My dad's side of the family ended up in Damascus from a different city. And then in the 90s, in a different conflict, I lost two uncles in the Georgian-Russian conflict. Wow. And one of them was called Zaur. That's how I got the name. And then later I would have my own refugee story. Again, dude, that That's is to Russia. Yeah, and Americans are it's upset wild. because Amazon doesn't deliver one day deliveries. That is crazy. How do you drone strike Syria more easily than can deliver drones in your own country? That's crazy. <laughs> what if they're Amazon drones? They're like, we'll deliver <laughs> next day delivery uh, drone strikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it took a whole month. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man, let's talk about that, man. Um, one thing I appreciate about getting to know you, Zawar, is that despite all that you've been through, you, you've, you've, you've retained a sense of humor. And in a way, a lot of people say a sense of humor is to, um, is a way of, uh, with trauma, how we deal with trauma. And, you know, I mean, like, what are you going to do, die? Like, <laughs> this or that? Yeah. Yeah, man. So what upsets you? So I'm, I'm just curious, man. So, you know, things that upset me are like people that cut me off in traffic, extra long lines at Walmart. And um, I get. I have, my biggest vice, I think, is I get really angry on social media, like, oh. easily. <laughs> we get triggered easily. I wouldn't say triggered, but that that's actually a very accurate description of how I behave. No, I don't, I'm not crazy, but it's just like if I see someone saying something crazy, I just, I will let it ruin my day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not that bad. Like, yesterday, I, uh, like, a fun, uh meme about aldi do you have aldi down in georgia um we have them in yeah somewhere in the u.s the supermarket yeah it's only in parts of the u.s i remember it from the uk for being trash but someone was uh i just posted a joke about it so as a joke comment i just said for those who don't have aldi it's basically a walmart that's run by the people who shop at walmart <laughs> and everyone everyone loved that joke and then three fucking people were like, well, the Aldi next to my house is nice, and now I'm. That's only two days ago. I'm still upset that their Aldi is nice. Oh wow! <laughs> like, I'm sorry, my joke doesn't factually hold in your current location. <laughs> like, sir, that is that is a that is a small sample size of Aldi, sir. Question for you: You know something that I was looking up, which is really interesting, Zara, was um, are you an animal? Are you fans of animals like dogs or cats? Are you a cat or dog person? I'm. Uh, I grew up scared of cats. Mm-hmm. You mean the the the, the play or, or real cats? I uh, I mean real cats. And then when I grew up, I watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh, real cats are fine." And now I'm not scared of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my roommate, my roommate in this house. 
Well, the musical did, yeah, yeah, not the film. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. I mean, come on, dude. The film, they should have never made it, period. That wasn't... Who's the guy who wrote the musical? That's a good question, Andrew, Isn't it Andrew Lloyd Webber? Is that a, that's a Google question. Let's do it. Let's go to Google. Let's see. Because I'm, I'm kind of going somewhere, guys. Follow us um, as me and Zara go on a random conversation. But I, I had a reason to get to the thing about cats. But let's look at... I'm really curious about who wrote it. Let's see. So, Cats was written by T.S. Eliot. T.S. Eliot was a writer. Um, he was... He didn't a, write the musical. He wrote the play. He's a playwright. He wrote the play. <coughs> he wrote Cats the play? Yeah. Thomas Stearns Eliot. T.S. Eliot wrote Cats. Yeah. Fuck me. I'm looking up his thing right now. Give me one second. Notable works. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Plays. I'm looking for this damn cats thing specifically. When was cat written? Maybe or not. Let me see. Who wrote cat? Okay, let me go back. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Cats is a song through music composed. It's based on a poetry collection by T.S. Eliot, written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, got you. So everyone used to talk. I'm going to get back to the cat story, guys. And while uh, he was talking about why he gets offended about certain stuff, he gets triggered by things. Me too. So Andrew Lloyd Webber, legendary. Let's look him up. What was he notable for? Obviously, I've heard his name a lot as a kid growing up. But uh, let's see. He's he's a very popular. uh, He wrote a lot of good musicals. Mm -hmm. Also a dick, like an absolute ass. Really? He's a member of the House of Lords in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of years ago, there was like a notoriously fiscally conservative bill that was like projected to harm a lot of poor people. That was not like it was a lot of people at the House of Lords were going to oppose it, even though they were fucking lords. Really? And he flew from New York to London for the, like to attend Parliament for the first time just to vote for it. Are you serious? Well, while we while we denigrate yeah, this man, like I was there for business. Then fucking <laughs> while we denigrate him real quick, let's let's talk about some of his uh, denigratable accomplishments. He did write Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. He did write Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita, Cats, The Phantom of the Opera, and School of Rock. So, um, I would say he is he. Would you compare that is a lot of stuff? Would you call him the um, the um, Bruce, who's the guy? That, who's the guy who's really famous in the nineties for movies? I'm, we're all getting old here. Um, Bruce Willis? No. Um, who did ET? The movie. Oh, are you thinking of uh, Steve fucking yeah Spielberg? So You're is he the, is he the Steven Spielberg of plays? Then he might. I mean, he's a writer, not a director. He's also a musical composer, but he is he is up there. I think in terms of. Influence maybe even more on like specifically Broadway in that musical culture, I would say. Yeah, four Grammy Awards, six Tonys, a Golden Globe Best Original Song. Wow. Interesting. For what? Um, that's a good question. Um, I would have to <laughs> deeply look into this, but I don't care. So that being the case, <laughs> getting back to my whole cats thing, you talked about how certain things really bother you. I randomly saw something on Facebook like most people excuse me, like most people do about cats and this is what bothered me as a kid you, you hear have you ever heard about declawing declawing yes where you, you yeah yeah it's horrible you take the claws out 
Yeah, I didn't know it was terrible, bro. I heard people say it, and they say it so casually. It's like genocide. They're like casually saying genocide. Like, yo, that's a terrible <laughs> genocide. But but, de- but and I'm not trying to compare genocide between declawing cats. But what I am saying, the lack of humanity, and and what I wanted to say um, about declawing. Apparently, it messes with the cat's gait, the way that they walk. It causes arthritis. It's extremely painful, and it even causes. Um, um, PTSD for cats They even have issues Like peeing And stuff like that It's one of the most in, It's literally bone They're removing bone Out of the cat I did not know that Did you know that? I don't know about The bone thing I did know I did hear it was horrible Yeah It's declined traditionally it did, in, Go I'm sorry Go ahead. It's the same with like What do you call Cutting the dog's tail? You know? Clipping the tail, yeah. It says the clawing traditionally involves the amputation of the last bone of Jesus. each toe. It's performed, um, if performed in a human being, it would be like cutting off each finger at the last knuckle. Jesus Christ. It says it's an unnecessary surgery that provides no medical benefit to the cat. Um and the reason a lot of Ameri- a lot of people do not Americans, a lot of people do it because they scratch up people scratch up you know the cats scratch up like furniture and stuff. So they think it's okay to de- to literally cut your fingers to the nub because that's like a kid, like your little kid, like messing up the furniture and you're cutting your fingers off to the nub. That is fucked. And I heard a lady. I was. They have. Go ahead. I was going to say one thing. Real little quick. gloves mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, apparently I heard that when I'm all right. So this is tells you about humanity. I went online and I wanted to see who would defend something like this. Right? Of course, it was an entitled woman. Who, um, she I don't think she was a minority. Um, and she said, "Well, well, if you buy really nice furniture, and how would you feel? Well, if you, I mean, okay. So if you as a kid accidentally, uh, you know, broke a chair, if, should I break your fucking legs? I mean, here's the thing: you either get the furniture or you get the cat yeah but they have scratching posts too right you can get a cat a scratching post they'll still scratch everything oh okay well i wouldn't care bro yeah, honestly yeah, but who's are, are you that are, honest i have a question for you zara are you do you care about that much furniture that you would actually no. yeah who cares i don't think i've ever spent more than 30 bucks on for i can confidently say that as well Exactly. 30 bucks on a mini fridge. I think that was the most money I've ever spent. I've never bought a couch. <laughs> right? It just comes with the house or you just find it. You never find, you ever find a couch? Yeah, usually they have um, third party bugs in there. You know? You have bed bugs. Um, got I, a little hepatitis. I come from, I'm from Canada. We freeze them out. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, man, I, I just I just never cared about furniture that much. It's like, yeah, it's nice to have, but if I have to declaw an animal, to prevent it no i don't care like even if it's really nice i mean and if you have the type of friends that judge you for a cat scratches on your thing you have a pet who cares who cares like yeah if your furniture is scratched it's still nice for like if i go to someone's house and i see a nice couch with cat cat scratches i'd be like well that's a nice couch and you own a cat yeah it's kind of par for course i'm not gonna be like fuck it's like you got to get your house in order. <laughs> did you hear about Betsy and Bob that their cat scratches everything? It's just now if you had cat pee, I think pet, cat pee is more offensive than cat scratches. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that is way worse. Yeah. So just so people know, just like Bob Barker said, have your pet spayed or neutered. Do not declaw your cats, please. You heartless, evil, deeply evil people. Um, those and you people- can actually mm-hmm. put like my. The two of my roommates have cats. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I know that one of them puts like little tiny gloves on every single <laughs> claw. Really? And it's, they like stick to it and they fall off after a while. That's the idea. But it's, yeah, but like he cannot scratch and he's not, he keeps his claws. Yeah, he doesn't scratch. Way. You can play him, like you can, if he reaches for my face, I don't have to pull away because I know he can't scratch. He just sets you, you know? Yeah, what are you, people are like styling. They're like, the cat must not have fingernails. I don't know if that's what Stalin would sound like, but I mean, that's how I envision his accent sounding. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he spoke English, to be uh, fair. True. Well, often. this is an English translation. So, uh, <laughs> but getting into, uh, let's get into our conversation really quickly. Um, I want to talk about, um, kind of go back to this holiday. The bombing, people, yeah. yeah. The, yeah that, well, that's not a holiday, but yeah, let's talk about the bombing and then we'll get into um, Valentine's Day. Oh, you want to also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But let's, let's, let's go bomb first, which is more important, and then we'll get into a, a corporate holiday. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked about the bombing and like you threw me, I was just shitting on it. Cause yeah. I also just realized they killed 17 people, which is the QAnon number, so everyone's like, whoa, that means Trump's going to be president soon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, first of all. So yeah, as a, as a um, person who's Muslim so, presenting, but not Muslim, um, but culturally Muslim, right? Sure, cut that part out later. Okay. <laughs> you're not, are, are, you, are you not culturally Muslim? Trying to dox me? Huh? No, you're not culturally Muslim, are you? I, I'm like, I mean, like, I'll throw it in just because of that. Not like I don't do anything. It's just I don't want people to know that I'm not Muslim. That's the main issue. Oh, uh, well, I'm not Muslim either. So. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're allowed to not be. You're just not allowed to leave. Well, in the black community, you know, there's a lot of black Muslims, man. It's a lot oh, of... Oh, I know. You got the Nation of Islam. You got the other Muslim groups that I don't know about. And uh, basically, <laughs> my brother and my sister, are, my brother and sister are actually both Muslim. My older brother and sister. So, are they in the nation of Islam? No, they're not in the. They're not in the like the BET version of it. They're in more of the traditional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, more traditional. <laughs> that's that's the weird thing is I was like, I wasn't into the traditional version of fans, and I saw the BET version, and I was like, well, yeah, I I like black thought. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I respect all religion. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm just a free thinker, bro. I respect all religions and faith. And if people choose to practice, practice, oh, if yeah. you choose to do whatever, it doesn't bother me. And even be honest with you, um, <clears throat> dating is tough, especially in the black community when you're, you know, when you're not overly like churchy, like I respect church and I can even go and sit through a sermon and stuff, but I don't know if it's something that I necessarily need to, you know, like, you know what I mean? I grew up very strict, so it's like, uh, I'm good. I'm past. But I, I do believe in, you know, a creator and a God and all that stuff. But I just don't know if my God is better than 7 billion other people's gods. That's all. That's what I struggle with. But I think, um, they're, all, I think they're all the same God. That's the that's dummy thing. That's what I think, bro. Me too. I think literally it's all the same thing, but it's just it's just different I, brands. It's like Coca-Cola, but you can get like, you know, it's like, it's like you know, it's like Coca-Cola has 30,000 brands under Coca-Cola, but it's still Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? You, you can't. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. That's just hilarious. Yeah, it's like Dr. Pepper. I think is an offshoot of Coke. I'm like this whole time. I'm thinking Dr. Pepper is. Let me matter of fact, let me fact check because people will try to. Let's see, Dr. Pepper. Um, Honest Tea is part of uh, Dr. Um, is part of Coke. Um, Honest Tea, which is a really nice thing. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of food as well is part of Coke. 
Oh, huge, huge organization. Dr. Pepper. So let's Google this. Uh, it is owned by Coca-Cola. Oh, actually. Oh. Okay. So it's actually Pepsi. Really? Whoa. Hold up. Hold up. That makes sense. MVP hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Owns like- Hold up, hold up. No. So Coca-Cola in America. Hold up. Okay. This is crazy. Okay. So this is really crazy, bro. Yeah. The manufacturer <laughs> is Keurig, Dr. Pepper in the United States only. In Europe and South Korea, it's the Coca-Cola company. And then in Canada and Oceania, PepsiCo. So really, it's three distributors. It's not owned by one specific company, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it says in but it says in the United States, Keurig. We, Dr. We, have, we have to keep capitalism though, otherwise the government owns everything. Oh yeah, so this is so weird. I, I think we, yeah, it says, look, it says in the United States, Keurig Dr Pepper does not have a complete network of bottlers and distributors, so the drink is sometimes bottled under contract by Coca Cola or Pepsi bottlers. Prior to the initial Cadbury sweats, fuck yeah, bro. They, 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 I thought they were beefing like Bloods and Crips, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is mind blowing, bro. That's why it tastes weird. It doesn't always taste the same, bro. Have you uh, did you notice how Dr Pepper tastes differently depending on where you get it? No, I'm not a huge fan of Dr Pepper. We didn't get it back home. Really? Yeah, I guess I guess they're still beefing on who gets to produce it there or something. Yeah, that's another reason why the Middle East is having issues. That the the, the Dr Pepper and uh... I don't think it's the lack of Dr Pepper. <laughs> out of, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we it... have everything else. It's not a lack of pop. It's literally just Dr Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Anyway, getting back to the bombing. I'm sorry, I had to go on a random thing. I it just now people are educated. So when you go into a party and you want to sound smart, you could just talk about how did you know that Dr Pepper is shared through three distributors? And they'll be like, No, it's not. It's I swear it's Coke, bro. Swear it's Coke. And then you be like, Nah, bro, it's a mixture. And you're like, that's no. more. That's more of a depressing fact than life. Because <laughs> they also own the water companies. You know who does? Coca Cola owns Smart Water. Oh, really? owns a bunch of them. Oh wow, that is true. Let me look at my Nestle water. Owns, Nestle owns a lot. Shit. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But getting back into the bombing. <laughs> um, I was yeah. I was talking to you, you. You know your story of being a refugee and growing up in, in such a turmoil area and being a Baltimorean, which I am, similar to refugee. I don't. I wouldn't say nearly on the same level as yours. Um, situation. Um, I wouldn't. We're not doing a, uh, okay. <laughs> a struggle Olympics here. We're not talking about that. But what I will say, how, how do you, um, what do you think about solving that issue with that? Um, like, what do you think about solving that? Because, I mean, what is, I mean, because in America, right. we watch the news and we say, you know, uh, this new leader comes up and then we got to go kill and bomb them. And it's like, why can't the Middle East get itself together? And we also know about colonialism and, neo, you know, neocolonialism. And, 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 and uh, we know about, you know, people putting in their own power structures. And, you know, we, we also destabilize countries as well. So a lot of bullshit happens globally. But um, what's up with the Middle East, man? Damn. So this is why, like every time, there's two things that happen. Yeah. When a bombing happens, and it's often. I the first thing is, and sometimes I wouldn't even know about the bombing yet. Like I'll just be hanging out during the day. I'll start getting texts from like American friends of mine who are just like, "Sorry about this, bro. I, <laughs> I just wanted to know that the government is different from the people, and we don't get to choose who we want. And we really were just voting for the lesser of the two evil, and we hope this gets resolved." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." Damn. I I know. You actually get those type of and calls. Then, so that's huh. You actually get those type of messages? I, 
not at like at this point people are mostly just like yeah that was fucked like they'll still text but like it's not or if I if I post something all of my American friends will like or a lot of them will just say something you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so there's that and then the other thing is whenever we like whenever that conversation gets brought up and I go like dude stop don't do it you know mm-hmm. people always say well what's the solution what do you think we should do and I, that's such a heavy question man like mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. well I mean as <laughs> the only rep- for a while, like, <laughs> as the only uh, you know Middle East representative on this podcast um, I think you need to carry the burden yeah. of, of, of hundreds of millions of people just like black people do so- you know what it, but like here's the thing it, say you're a, you're a car driver you know you have a car license right you're mm-hmm. not a mechanic you don't know much about cars you show up, your neighbor is not a driver, he has a car in his house, it's broken, and he's uh, he's shooting his gun at it. Mm-hmm. You'd probably go, hey man, don't shoot your gun at it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like That's definitely not, the, for sure, not shooting your gun at it. And then he goes, well, fix it. And we're like, I don't know what's wrong with it, dick, I'm not a mechanic, I just know you're not supposed to shoot your gun at it to fix it, because that's obviously what you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like first off, don't don't as little bombing as possible. <laughs> okay. And mm-hmm. for a while, only ISIS, just all a few dicks, get together in a room and just be like, two months. We're only. How did it take longer to defeat ISIS than Nazi Germany? That is crazy. Just circle them and walk towards the middle and fix that, and then find it out where they were. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's already empty. Just like whoever is left in there, compensate them. Fight it out for a while. Russia and the states and in Iran, mm-hmm. if you really want to see, it, show your dicks to each other. Don't just we we bombed an Iranian-backed militia. Go bomb Iran if you're if you're so brave and you want vengeance so bad. Go fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You're such a man. But they don't want to. They don't want to do that. They just want to keep the the situation unstable because. If Iran is fighting in Syria, they're not fighting elsewhere. And who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. But Syria. Mmm. Wow. And Russia's worried because that's their last port on the Mediterranean. But Russia's got hella weapons, is, don't they? They got hella weapons, but think like if a war breaks out, like a global one. Mm-hmm. Have, having a port on the Mediterranean is huge. Wow. Because their only other ways of getting out by sea are through either icy waters, mm-hmm. at, like the ocean out east by Korea, or you'd have to go through the Black Sea, which Turkey can shut down, and then you need that last port. So Russia's not going to let it go, and they know that. Mm-hmm. And they just want it to be unstable enough that it's not useful to them. And bombing Iran does that, I guess. Mm. Damn. It's weird. They do it. You know what? It's, it's, the way America bombs the Middle East is like the way I, I'll i text my girlfriend hi every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, maybe this time it'll work. No, it won't. We're <laughs> <laughs> just like, she should know I exist. You know? She's just like... <laughs> Well, get all right. Well, get now that we're talking about girlfriends and um, and and uh, getting off the international politics, which we both are not 
um, fully qualified about, but you obviously lived through it. So you, I say you are more qualified than I am anyway, which is not saying a lot. But anyway, so I have a degree in political science, motherfucker. Do you, seriously? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, you're way more qualified than me. I'm just talking on my ass. But okay, cool. Um, but I do use wet wipes, so take yeah. Take what to you be get fair, out in that in that in that car mechanic scenario, I was kind of a mechanic, but I'm still not that good of a mechanic. So I'm not gonna. True. So you're good. Fucking solutions. <laughs> Man, now I'm gonna really give you a lot of hard times about political shit. I'm like, tell me, explain this lamest terms. We'll do a special <laughs> political hour with Zauer. No, I'm joking. All right, so um. <laughs> No wonder you're so dry with your political uh, sci- your political science degree. But anyway, um, <laughs> like your girlfriend's pussy. No, I'm not joking. But um, anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Valentine's Day. Yes, we're on that. So um, I had mentioned earlier about all the sad posting. There's this new thing where women are having like a self like a what is this thing they're like having a, a, a like a Valentine's Day or, or individual times day what is it I forgot what it was called it's single day or some shit I, I don't think it's definitely not individual time day. what the fuck is that man it's not that uh, there's Valentine's Day it's like a Parks and Recreation joke they do it on the 13th mm-hmm. and it's for all the gals and you just get together with your gals and you just you just talk about boys that you don't have that's why that's my impression of women. So for equality, this is my impression of men doing a bro day on the 13th. You, know, you just get together with the bros and talk about pussy. All right. <laughs> I'm not sexist. I hate all genders. All 78 of them. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. Guys just get together and talk about like violent things. Like, yeah, dude, did you watch that UFC? Oh dude, he totally knocked his head off, bro. Dude, he's off such a freaking beast, man. We just talk about violence. That's what dudes do. We just get together and talk about violence. Basically. And um, yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's like we get really. Did you f- watch? Did you watch how they bombed the Middle East, dude? That was crazy, bro. Four stars, bro. <laughs> bro, totally knocked him out. It's crazy. <laughs> Terrible, man. Terrible. Um. So yeah. So what are your thoughts on it, man? I'm uh, as I'm newly single myself in the world of singleness, and yourself. Apparently, you're single too, right? Is that true? I'm saying, guess where? Guess what I got broken up with appropriately. Break it down, bro. Okay. Valentine's Day. Well, let's go down the rabbit hole on Zawir breaking up on Valentine's Day. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Not much to it. I I spent the, the morning. Uh, I worked a little, and then I was like, I'm gonna clean up this whole house because you know we have to stay indoors. So I was like, we have a, we probably have a big date. I also never had a Valentine's Day before this one. I actually asked my other ex, to, like, to check because I was because we were together doing it, and I was like, Did we have a Valentine's Day. And she was like, I don't think so. I was at work, and I was like, that makes sense. I probably just wanted to do stand up because it's a good day for stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this year I didn't have stand up, so I was pretty excited about my date. So I spent the whole morning just prepping for it, cooking, mm-hmm. cleaning. I didn't cook. That's a lie. I was gonna. Cleaned up all that shit. Texted her. Hey, how's it going? And, uh, yeah. Mm. And, and so what did she say? I mean, what happened? Huh? So she was just like. Oh, she's just. We were like. Slowly withering, apparently. You feel like so it she got- was like slowly planning on breaking up. Didn't want to. Didn't want to do it towards Valentine's Day. And then on Valentine's Day, she broke, you know. Do you think it was just lack of communication or just, you guys just weren't a good fit? What was, what do you think? <clears throat> That's a mix of both, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the young lady I did. Shitty timing, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got, the other, the best part about it is she did it. She felt bad. She was doing it over text. And she was like, I really didn't want to do this over text. <laughs> Can we still meet up tonight? Oh, and I was no. like, you want to break up with me on Valentine's Day twice? In person? I know, right? She's like, ah, it's like, retake, retake. I still like, want to break up though, but, but uh. Yeah, she's like, she's like, can we do it where I can see your face when I say it? I didn't. That wasn't satisfying. Enough. Talk about a kick in the balls, dude. Shit. Damn it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, I broke up, you know, with a young lady, and um, you know, we had been, we we're still cool and friends and everything, but um, it's just one of those things where everyone's in different parts of their life at different points in time, and and I think sometimes people are just better friends than than lovers. You know, when you when you're really talking about committing to someone, um. <laughs> Like seriously, throughout the 360, you know, throughout 365 and everything, when they're when they got pimples on their face, when they they're moody and little things like that, it can be difficult, man. Um, and I think sometimes people are just better suited for friendship, and that's okay, you know. Um, it just sucks uh, sometimes, but hey, it is what it is. But I think you know, um, Valentine's Day um, is an interesting holiday. I I do think there are some. I think. There are some genuine things. I'm glad that people are taking time to, to be with each other. I, I do think you should celebrate. Some people are like you should do it every day. That's true. You should make the person feel important. But I do think it's something dope. I mean, but if you feel obligated, like you have to give them something. Like, what are your thoughts on like when you first start talking? Because I have this whole thing about the da- difference between talking, dating, and, and courting. So there's this graph out. Um, um, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm send it to you. I'm going to send you a thing here. All right. So I'm going to send this to you, Zara. I'm going to get your thoughts on this, bro. So here we go. I'm going to send this to you through this here. And we're going to break down the difference because I think our generation is confused. All right. So I'm going to break it down for the audience here. We got talking, dating, friends. Oh, we got uh, talking, maybe dating. As friends, dating exclusively, um, relationship. Okay, so talking. We've exchanged numbers, do things on a friendship level, and maybe even had sex. Testing the waters to see if it's a grow, it's a, if it's a growing interest. Dating. We are spending time together, doing various activities, movies, bowling, concert, dinner, etc. As friends, with a mutual interest in each other, but we still are allowed to talk to other people. Okay, so now we went from talking, we went to dating. Dating exclusively. We are dating. However, we have cut off all other people we're interested in to focus on us. Getting to know each other better. Okay. Relationship. We have made a mutual. Zara, what's up, buddy? It's okay. Give me one second. I'm about to, I'm about to add you back because you got disconnected to me. And. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. You got disconnected. God damn it. We're back. So yeah, so yeah. so the difference between all right, so I'm gonna go back on this again. So talking it sounds very ironically broke up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um talking. Uh we've exchanged numbers, do things on a friendship level, and maybe even had sex, testing the waters to see if there's a growing interest, dating. We are spending time together, doing various I activities. Thought, well, we're 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 talking, we're not having sex. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing, yeah. Movies, bowling, concerts, dinner, as friends with a mutual interest in each other, but still are allowed to talk to other people, dating exclusively. We have cut off all other people. We're interested in a focus on us and getting to know each other better in relationship. We have made a mutual agreement to become a couple. It is just you and me, point blank, period. What are your thoughts, Zawar? Because our generation is confused, bro. I Are they? I thought our generation is the best of that. I think they're in a lot of situationships, bro. I the, the issue is before this, you didn't have much leeway. Mm-hmm. You weren't talking; you were married. Yeah, back in the day, true. Yeah, you wouldn't even pull, you couldn't even pull your dick out. You couldn't even do that. Yeah, so we're just a few few generations into you know talking and dating mm-hmm. and all that. So, so it's cool to be confused. I think. I don't even know if I agree with this list. I mean, what's the difference between dating exclusively? Like you made it, you're literally the same. Like relationship. Yeah. I thought like, I thought the main, the main factor that makes that relationship is exclusivity. I know, but now people be like, we're talking. Actually, no, no, that's not, that's not true because you can have an open relationship. Exactly. So, so I think I'm, it's more the commitment. Yeah, because I think a lot of people um, <clears throat> feel kind of like when you're talking, you're just getting to know someone, you know what I mean? So it's like uh, a lot of people try to, you, when you're talking, they try to make you exclusive when you're just talking. It's like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very, like, after two or three dates, you know, or, or talkings, mm-hmm. I'll, like, I'll try to touch base, like, actively. I'll just be, like, where we at. Okay, so basically, after second one? Second or third, depending on the person. Mm-hmm. If it seems like this is going to start recurring, You'll just, you just establish that we're not exclusive now and we'll have a talk about it in like a few weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just, at that point, you just know that you're on the same page and you can proceed. You don't want to be four weeks in and you've never talked about anything and then it hits you that you're super different, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then even if you are different, if you just go, Hey, this is what I think. People usually just go, okay. Like, that's literally always worked for me. It's just being like, hey, here's the stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just say what you think, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like two dates in, three dates in, depending on how much you like them, just be like, hey. Are we fucking others, or what's the deal? <laughs> are you going to give me potentially HIV? Um, or HPV or other sexually transmitted um, diseases. That, you should probably discuss that before. True, but it shouldn't you know, be like three months in when you're like, "Are you not AIDS positive by any chance?" Because <laughs> I just tested and craziest thing. <laughs> but you'd be surprised. People don't even ask. I don't think honestly, bro. I'm gonna be real with you. Like that is a thing. Interesting question. Have you? So you asked? Would you ask someone up front about like, "Hey, are you HIV positive or anything?" Or you would literally ask them up front, bro? You've done that. No, I wouldn't ask. I mean, How would I you get ask asked, first of all. Mm-hmm. I just say Women, I want to see your paperwork. 
you say you want to see your paperwork? Yep. Let me see your paperwork. I have mine. I do have mine in the drawer next to the bed. Yeah. I'll just pull it out. I, that's not even a joke. I have like a negative chlamydia test right next to it. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he comes prepared, guys. Yes. 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 <laughs> when you when you give someone a negative test result, they're honest with you. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, like, this guy. This guy is legit. This guy gets it. Can Can we normalize that conversation? Like, let me see the paperwork. Let me see the the Carfax. You don't need. I don't need paperwork most of the time. You can really why? Usually, if someone is psycho enough to lie about their HIV status. Yeah, but there people have done it though. You know, you could tell. <laughs> Some people have done it, unfortunately, and infected other people. That's the sad thing about it. Yeah, it is sad. I don't want to victim blame here, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll leave that alone. But, but yeah, man, you know. It's like if you have have an hour talk with someone, you can ballpark whether or not they would tell you. Yeah, you can kind of feel like if they're, like, like, amazing. Like, people are healthy now with HIV and shit. You can't tell, like, by, like, just looking at them, but, like, you can tell if they're psycho enough to like give you AIDS. Like that's crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like if they eat uh, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches without the crust. Yeah. Um, it's just like think in the back of your head who would do that, and like you. That's true. You'll think of like three or four people, where you're like, "Hey, I can see him, but definitely no one else." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just try to be honest, man, because you know you're just exchanging bodily fluids with people. You just never know, man. You just never know. <clears throat> yeah, you know? I mean, I'm I'm open about like if I feel like a cold sore might break out, I'm just like, yo, heads up. Mm-hmm. Guess, guess who's relieved of oral duty? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mouse herpes himself. <laughs> the herperizer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's so awesome to get you back on, bro. It's you know, it's a long time coming. We got the special group uh, we write together. We'll be producing a malt. We'll do an episode where we have everyone in the group on at the same time. But Zawa is definitely a true soldier, bro. He's he's consistently there. I appreciate his point of view. And now I know he's a political um, science person. I'm gonna bombard him with NPR think tank. I did it wasn't. Oh fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna bombard you. You're gonna you're gonna be annoyed. I I I, I was a philosophy and political science and economics major. So, oh yeah, it sounds like I know a lot, but I just know like a third of each. I love it, and that's how we end the show. So next time we're gonna do an episode. I want to have Zauer since he has all these great, wonderful credentials. I'm gonna try to do an episode. We want to do an episode um, about tenant. And we're going to break it down from a philosophical point of view. We're going to break it down from a social point of view. And we're going to might do a live watch. So that might be something really cool and unique. I'm just trying to bring you guys new content. I know you haven't heard from me in a while, but this will be something that I think you guys will enjoy. So thanks again for coming on another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast, post-Valentine's Day, post-bombing episode. Um, Zawer, anything you want to leave the audience with before we go? Uh, stop bombing Syria. Mm-hmm. Please, please stop bombing Syria. And if you need to break up with someone, just not Valentine's Day or Christmas. Like Boxing Day is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't push it. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon and, Prime Day, you could do it as well. And don't invite someone out after telling them you're going to break up with them to their face. That is crazy. It really is. So, guys, yeah. 
Thanks again for coming on another episode. Thanks again for your loyalty. All 35 plus people that listen. <laughs> um, we look forward to bringing more interesting uh, episodes and uh, more cool things. Please feel free to go to the email. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we can improve on. The email for the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast is going to be dtrhmcpod at gmail.com. Again, D. T-R-H-M-C pod at gmail.com um, Also, look at the Facebook uh, or the Instagram. So, um, thanks so much and peace. Peace.